This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder. The mini sewed. It's mini. That's it. You want to go first We're, this week or you want? Oh, go ahead. This. Well, I was just going to say this is the uh, this is the show where we read you your hometowns back to you That's that it. you've written to us at my favorite murder at gmail dot com. Amen. And uh, yes, I'll go first. OK. Um, I'm not going to read you the title. Getting right. And it says, hi, Karen, Georgia, getting right to it. My mom was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago and was one of six kids in an Irish Catholic family. Hey, Karen. <laughs> my mom told me the story about my grandma, and it's too good not to share. Back when my mom was a kid, she said my grandma would take her and all of my aunts and uncles to a local movie theater fairly often in the summer to pass the time. I love that so much. Just hang out because yeah. there's AC Where, and it's dark. What are we going to do today? At some point, my grandma started to notice that an older man around her age would regularly frequent this movie theater, too, and sit in the back row of children's movies by himself. Uh-oh. He never had a child with him, nor did he appear to be with anyone. My grandma noticed he wasn't really paying attention to the film, but rather the little children in the theater. Totally creeped out, my grandma tried to complain, but the staff said he was so nice and gave her the whole, he comes in here all the time, he's harmless bullshit. Okay. So after seeing this man a few times, my grandma stopped taking my aunts and uncles to the theater because she couldn't get past how weird it was. Uh, now, I'm not sure how much time passed, but one evening, my mom said that my grandma was watching the news when the whole John Wayne Gacy <gasps> boys in the crawl space thing broke. My grandma yelled at the TV. That's that creepy <gasps> bastard from the movie theater. John Wayne Gacy? So, Yeah. The creepy man in the theater had to be looking at little boys because it was John Wayne fucking Gacy. My grandma has amazing intuition. It's kind of crazy to think that he could have been eyeing um, my uncles at the time. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened if my grandma didn't trust her gut. Also crazy that my mom's family literally saw him in the flesh. Oh. I loved my grandmother, Joan. She was such a badass. She was the sweetest woman who could hold her own if she had to and taught me never to care what other people think. She died back in 2008, but still remains so close to my heart. And I'm thankful I have so many memories of her, including this one. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the amazing podcast. You ladies are badass motherfuckers. SSDGM, Abby W. Abby, epic. And her grandma, Joan. Epic for knowing that this man was troubled, no matter how polite he was. Well, that's the thing is, first of all, it's not fair that teens at a movie theater are right. have to manage sometimes like sex pests. <laughs> sex. And also that's the whole move obviously yeah. is ingratiating yourself to people and pretending that you're super low-key and no big deal. Yeah, what was he going to be? A big fucking asshole to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, hey, I'm a big old perv. What's up? But I'm 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 uh, here by myself as a middle-aged man, and I'm also very finicky. <laughs> Let's see how long this relationship works out. No, if one person no. complains about me. I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's try this. Let's roll these dice. <laughs> Not going to read you. Well, whatever. From mob boss to asshole landlord. It starts to whom it may concern. <laughs> I heard you guys were taking mob stories now, so here's mine. 
One summer, I worked in a court aid service in Massachusetts. We mostly helped fill out paperwork and explained how the court system worked for litigants. One day, a gruff old man with a walker came into the center and said his landlord was trying to evict him and he needed help with the paperwork to file an answer. The packet to file an answer is long and tedious, so he complained to me about his landlord while I filled everything out. Everyone who came through the center complained, understandably, about a landlord, ex-spouse, the government, attorneys, me, etc. So I didn't think much of this man's particular complaints. Mostly people just need a sort of therapist to listen to them. So I say something like, your landlord sounds like an asshole, to which he <laughs> replied, sweetheart, you have no idea. I eventually finished the paperwork and brought it to my supervisor. He took one look at the landlord's name and asked, the landlord's name is Howard Winter? I replied, yeah, do you know him? To which my supervisor said, uh, yeah, if this is the Howard Winter I'm thinking of, then this is Howie Winter. He once led the Winter Hill Gang. Ooh. This gruff old man's landlord was one of the notorious leaders of Boston's Will Hill Gang, the top Shh. Irish mob on the East Coast in the 60s and 70s. No comment. Uh-huh. After Winter went to prison for fixing horse races, Whitey Bulger took over as the leader of the Winter Hill Gang. Whoa. So his landlord was above Whitey Bulger. My supervisor did some Googling while I went back to the man and explained how the rest of the court proceedings would go. I also told him that he needed to serve the answer on his landlord. And I asked if he was able to get the paperwork to his landlord. He had to serve this guy, basically. He said, yeah, he's on house arrest, so he's easy to find. Oh my God. I had no idea how to reply, so I just go, okay, great, good luck. Um, meanwhile, my supervisor found Winter's entry in the all-knowing Wikipedia. Lo and behold, the, quote, later in life section said that after Winter got out of prison, he became a property manager. It also said he was arrested and released on bail for extortion charges in 2012. I don't know what happened to the old man, but I like to think he served his answer to Howie Winter as a big F you and got to keep his home. Stay sexy and background check your landlords, Nora. I don't think I would serve Whitey Bulger's under or overling. The fact that the complainant, if that's a word, uh -huh. is the person who has to go serve is not so. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. and dangerous. That old man. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, we need to rethink that system, yeah. I think. That's like sending someone to the gallows. I mean, best case scenario, it's just an asshole landlord. <laughs> right. But in this case, yeah. in this very specific instance, it was a person who's not unfamiliar with gunplay. No. And the, and the, the, the tenant knew that. But he, I feel like old men are like, fuck that shit. I don't care. So good for him. Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's intense. That's some intense um, civil work. Litigation. Yes. <laughs> the subject line of this one is, my sister thought she killed me. Hey, y'all. I grew up in Arkansas, right outside of Little Rock. The town was very small, and back then, there was hardly any development, which meant our double-wide trailer sat on a piece of land surrounded almost completely by the woods. There were six of us girls, and we had nothing to do most of the time, so we created our own entertainment. Wow. What a life. <laughs> of course you did. Six girls. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, one summer when I was six, my sisters created a new and dangerous game where one of us would get into the knitted hammock in our yard, wrap the sides around us like a cocoon. No, I know. I know this. 
and swing around in a complete 360. It was like a fair ride in our yard. When my stepsisters were gone one week, me and my sister were playing with a neighborhood boy attempting the hammock ride. We were showing off how fun it was, and my sister used me as the example of how to do it. This is where my memory loss starts. Oh my god. I woke in my sister's arms as she was carrying me across the yard, crying and screaming, Mom, Mom, I killed Carrie! I killed Carrie! Fun, right? The next thing I remember was being on the couch as my mom and sister helicoptered over me to make sure I was alive. After being examined by my family, accused of faking it, cries for my grandma, question mark, and a trip to the hospital, I was finally diagnosed with a concussion and sent home. Turns out as my sister was spinning me around, (laughs) it it wouldn't happen anymore. No. It just wouldn't. No. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have ever happened. To her or me. (laughs) Turns out as my sister was spinning me around, the side of the hammock where my head was snapped and I landed fully on my head with a thud, knocking me out cold. The boy we were playing with immediately hopped on his four wheeler and ditched me and my sister. What a dick. (laughs) They wrote in parentheses, asshole. And when my sister checked on me. She said my lips were blue and she was fully convinced I was dead. She had no choice but to scoop me up while sobbing and carrying me into the house in a complete panic. Another thing I remembered was the next morning I woke up thinking, hell yeah, I don't have to go to school today because I went to the hospital last night. And my mom completely shattered that thought by replying, oh, no, honey, it's Sunday. And the doctor said you can go to school tomorrow. Oh, my God. Anyway, stay sexy and teach your goddamn kids never to trust a hammock. Bye, Carrie. Wow. Well, I think a group of six sisters is called We Wanted a Son at some point. Or, <laughs> But also like six sisters is equivalent to like 15 lady friends. Like sisters makes it double time. You know what I mean? Yes. Entirely. The the amount of like grabbing things and snapping and, and emotion bitching and stealing stuff and being mean for no reason. Yeah, that's time six is. Ugh. And, the, and, then, and, and then that's your favorite bored. sister. And so you defend that one and you hate that one from that one. And this one does this. And that one was your best friend. And she will be again tomorrow. But oh. this is how Pride and Prejudice got written for these experiences. <laughs> okay. That was great. This is called Spontaneous Combustion Causes 180 Deaths. Ooh. Hey, y'all. Just listened to episode 269. And after hearing about all those spontaneous combustion deaths, I was inspired to write in. In 1897, at a, fe- at a film festival in Paris, a projector carrying nitrate film caught fire and caused the deaths of 180 people. Nitrate film was a popular film stock in the early 20th century. This film is extremely flammable and produces its own oxygen supply as it burns. Because of this, it's very hard to put out and can can even burn underwater. No way. Remember the fire that was at the silent movie theater? uh, Yes. That's why it happened is all the old film. It only takes a few decades for the film to start deteriorating. As it deteriorates, it emits large quantities of poisonous flammable gas and under the right conditions has been known to spontaneously combust. In 1937, a 20th century Fox silent movie film archive spontaneously combusted due to poor ventilation, extreme heat, and a buildup of poisonous gases from the nitrate film. It took 150 firefighters to put out the fire. 
Only one person died and a few were injured, but it was deviating in terms of silent film history. More than 40,000 reels of negatives and film prints were destroyed. 57 truckloads of film were hauled from the site. This fire destroyed 75% of Fox's silent movies from before 1932. Which I'm so glad they wrote this in because I've heard this before and there's a reason so few silent movies exist. It's because of this kind of film and they so they all fucking exploded and shit. Mm-hmm. This email is a PSA to anyone who finds film from the before the 1950s. There's a good chance it's nitrate film even if it doesn't say so, as not all of them were labeled. This film is extremely dangerous and should be dealt with properly. Always handle it with gloves and store in a cold place. Thank you so much for making this podcast. I've been back work. I've been not working in person at my job since last June. I work in a government archive and apparently I can't take the documents home because they are, quote, confidential and important. So I have to come to work. Your podcast has kept me sane and laughing throughout this crazy time. Stay sexy and keep away from combustible materials. Natasha, she, her. Love that PSA. I mean, it's that kind of thing where like then now everybody go check your attic and or basement and or garage. Because if there's like, oh, these were my grandma's home movies. Is that what she's saying? I think I don't know. But also like I go to estate sales and it's like. Oh, look at this old timey thing that'll look great on my shelf or whatever. And it's like, no, don't buy that. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's 
it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. The subject line is, can I out embarrass vibrator girl? Oh shit. And then the first line is, can I out embarrass vibrator girl? Possibly. (laughs) As the oldest child in my family, me going off to college in 2001 was a very emotional affair. My parents bought me a webcam so we could have video visits. And I heard my dad cry for the first time after he said goodnight to me for the last time in the house I grew up in. For you, for all you middle parters, webcams, <laughs> webcams in the early aughts came with their very own quote unquote website. You'd turn on your webcam, a weird little ball you'd mount on top of your CRT monitor, and it would be live at its specific site, which had like 150 unique characters so people couldn't stumble across it. We had a handful of video visits in the very first weeks, in my very first weeks of college, especially because it was September of 2001. Oh. But as my absence normalized, and my younger siblings' extracurricular high school schedules picked up, our visits became difficult to schedule and extremely rare. So late one January night, I was chatting with my web with my webcam on with an on-again, off-again boyfriend while sipping some apple pucker. <laughs> oh, geez, I know where this is going. Uh things got flirty and con- and consensual <laughs> and consensually with the sexual confidence only born by a tipsy college freshman i took off my shirt and was chatting in my bra oh my God. he he really wanted me to take off my bra but our sexy chat was interrupted by the phone ringing before i answered i knew it was my dad oh my God. and then this is in all caps put some goddamn clothes on <laughs> For some reason, late that night, he and my mom had missed me and went to my webcam site, <laughs> thinking that they'd get to see 
my face by chance for a minute before they went to bed. They saw much more. My My ultra Christian mom was crying and my dad was absolutely furious. I tried to explain that I was just chilling out in my dorm room. But they didn't buy it. I love that idea. Uh, no, this is me in college. I just like to sit around in my bra. In my bra. I don't know one woman who, ever who's done that or does that. Sits in her bra? Yeah. No. You take those it's off all, the moment you walk through a door. It's all or nothing. Yeah. Oh, they also didn't know I drank alcohol. <gasps> so that little charade came crashing to a halt. <sighs> it was the most awkward phone call of my entire life. <laughs> I am now 37 years old and the story comes up every once in a while. And I still (laughs) haven't admitted to my parents that I was chatting with a guy, even though all caps, they know and all caps, I know they know and all caps, they know that I know that they know. (laughs) I feel like it's too late now. My husband says I'm nuts, but that's my Midwestern family dynamic. I guess I know my my husband. This is a married woman. (laughs) Stay sexy and just be honest with your family. It's not worth 20 years of lies. L. <laughs> that is, I mean, yeah. God damn. sucks. I feel like the drinking part would be worse than the shirt part. Because at least, or the bra part. Because at least she wasn't completely top, topless. Like by the grace of her mom's God, she fucking had those nips covered. Ugh. But. But miraculously, because of her mom's God, that it, no one's looking for silver linings. They're only, <laughs> only they're only seeing like the devil is in our I'm always dorm trying room. to bargain with bad, <laughs> bad things, you know, but think about it this way. She had great tits and now her mom was proud of her great tits. What if she was making money? <laughs> yeah. All right. I have one more and it's an embarrassing one, too. Perfect. This is TSA trauma, lighthearted question mark, which are, I think mm. are always the best lighthearted ones is I, you judge. Ladies, a few minisodes ago, uh, you told a story about Georgia's TSA trauma, and I have my own story I thought I'd share. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, I tell totally, that story? Totally forgot about that. Please and, don't. But I want, but um, we already did. <laughs> you can go listen to it. But this person is clearly so far behind that yeah. they're just like, oh no, it's probably so long that ago. We're so far behind on reading emails. It was she sent it like six weeks ago. <laughs> True. Well, yeah. There's people who have a four-year complaint. That's okay. Right. Go ahead. I've traveled for work my entire adult life, and so not only do I have pre-screen, I have a system for all my required liquids. Remember when we used to travel? <laughs> I do. Pre-screen. Before I fly, I refill all my travel size bottles, put them in a one liter see-through bag and tuck them into my carry-on before packing. Because I have the pre-screen status, I don't usually have to take liquids out on my carry-on. Right after one particularly hellish work trip, I had a personal trip planned with my husband. A sexy trip to make up for all my time away from home. Uh, it was a quick turnaround. So when I got home, I refilled my liquids, tossed them at the bottom of my bag and packed my sundresses and bathing suits on top. At the last minute, I tossed in a bottle of lube into my carry-on. And then she said, as Karen says, traveling is dehydrating. (laughs) And I rushed back out to the airport. (laughs) I didn't think much about the security screening process until a large, loud TSA employee said to me, ma'am, please come open your suitcase. Again, I didn't think much of it because I go through screening all the time without issues. I'm a professional, remember? Remember? 
<laughs> Only this time, I have a bottle of lube that he wants to discuss with me loudly. And this time I'm traveling with not only my husband, but 18 of our closest friends and family members no. to a destination wedding. No. And 18 is definitely in all caps. <sighs> Needless to say, the trip felt deeply unsexy pretty quickly. My <laughs> TSA guy had no chill and gave me a loud lecture on the importance of understanding that, quote, lube is a gel and gels are liquid and we wouldn't be having the discussion if I followed the rules. I think I nearly died of embarrassment. No TSA guy has chill because this is what they live for. Yeah. You know? Well, the moral of the story is that lube is a liquid and it cannot just be tossed into a carry-on. Or as the TSA employee loudly shouted, lube is a liquid, ma'am. SSDGM V. That I think that that TSA employee was passive aggressive <laughs> at the very least. He was a troll at the worst yeah. and just, but like, What's why would you first of all, just don't raise your voice in public. But yeah. why not? Why can't everybody be like that? Yeah. If you want to talk about anything, any liquid, you <laughs> you still have to whisper and have somebody come over separate. You know, why would you be yelling anything across totally. an area? You know, it might be his trigger is dehydrated women. That could be like <laughs> really what gets gets him going. He gets he gets really agitated. And yeah. this is all kind of it. He's trying to protect and defend. Yeah. 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 Ma'am, drink nice. some water, please. Ma'am, please. Um, is that <laughs> Amazing. It? That's it. Good job, guys. Send in your stories, whatever they may be. Uh have fun with it you know and if you're in the fan cult you can come and listen to the uh two bonus hometowns that we're going to do for you guys that's right we're about to do them check it out at my murder.com the mini what's it called mini mini sode it's called the mini mini sode <laughs> yay thanks for listening stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye. elvis do you want a cookie ah!